आचार्य जी प्रणाम ऑन बीइंग आस्ट हाउ इज ध्यान प्रैक्टिस्ड विथ आईज ओपन और क्लोज्ड रमण महर्षि सेज इट मे बी डन आइदर वे द पॉइंट इज दैट द माइंड मस्ट बी इंट्रोवर्टेड एंड केप्ट एक्टिव इन इट्स परस्यूट द मेन फैक्टर इन ध्यान इज टू कीप द माइंड एक्टिव इन इट्स ओन परस्यूट विदाउट taking in external impressions or thinking of other matters comes the question acharya ji for the human beings of this day and age which dhyan is more suitable and as one keeps his eyes open there is the external world that attracts and when one keeps his eyes closed there is the internal world of thoughts and memories that takes up the whole space then how to really stay attentive in dhyan a few clarifications there are not several kinds of dhyan ध्यान इज ऑन द सेवरल काइंड एंड टाइप्स एंड डाइवर्सिटीज एंड डिविजन्स दैट देर आर नॉट गेटिंग इट आर देर सेवरल काइंड ऑफ लाइट फॉरगेट दैट आर्बिट्ररी डिस्टिंक्शन इन टर्म्स ऑफ कलर्स एटसेट्रा let light be defined as that which enables you to see now are there several kinds of light but when there is light you are able to tell apart the various kinds of everything things have kinds light does not have kinds things are various light has no varieties so you are asking which kind of dhyan is more apt for this time and age i'm saying dhyan does not have kinds in dhyan you are able to tell apart one kind of anything from the other are you getting it dhyan is not an object dhyan is not a thing dhyan is not a routine not a practice not an exercise dhyan rather is on all these things dhyan is what enable you to know and see all these properly dhyan is not one of these things dhyan is that which enables you to know and see these things it's a very common and a very harmful misconception to take dhyan as something dhyan is nothing dhyan is on something or the other this or that i'm talking of dhyan that negates i'm talking of dhyan that negates because the first step obviously is negation dhyan that negates must focus itself on the object to be negated obviously otherwise 
हाउ विल द निगेशन हैपन सो ध्यान लुक्स एट स्टफ एंड लुक्स शार्पली एट स्टफ टू नो वॉट स्टफ रियली इज वेन ध्यान लुक्स शार्पली एट स्टफ टू नो वॉट स्टफ रियली इज स्टफ डिसअपियर्स एंड रियालिटी शाइंस I looked at the wall to know the reality of the wall and if the looking is honest then the wall disappears and the reality remains I started off with the wall I ended with reality the wall disappeared and so did the perceiver of the wall all that remained is non dual reality in which neither the wall nor the perceiver of the wall are separate anymore the wall is gone the i that is perceiving the wall too is gone only the non dual light remains sense any distinction sense any kind or variety or separation be very clear about what dhyan is getting it hmm now he is saying if the eyes are kept open then there is the world that attracts if the eyes are kept closed then there is the inner world of thoughts and memories then how to practice dhyan that's the query if you keep the eyes open then you see the world the world is meaningful to you dhyan is to probe those meanings if you keep your eyes closed then you have thoughts and images and memories they are again meaningful to you that's why they occur to you dhyan is to probe those meanings you see what ramana maharshi is saying the main factor in dhyan is to keep the mind active in its own pursuit within quotes the main factor in dhyan is to keep the mind active in its own pursuit what does the mind want peace or truth or dissolution the mind wants to reach a finality an ending a summit a closure a peace that's what the mind wants but the mind is not standing in a neutral or unbiased situation the mind's position is already biased mind wants peace and the mind thinks that that which appears in front of the eyes can probably offer peace that's the reason why we are so enamored to the world aren't we the mind wants peace and the mind feels that the imagination that occurs when the eyes are closed or the dreams that occur when the eyes are closed can offer peace that's why we dream and imagine so much don't we so what is it that ramana maharshi is calling as the mind's own pursuit the mind's own pursuit is peace dissolution but mind does not go about pursuing peace in an honest or unbiased way i am saying the mind already has notions the mind wants peace 
द नोशन इज आई विल गेट पीस थ्रू द वर्ल्ड द माइंड वॉन्ट्स डिजोल्यूशन द नोशन इज आई विल गेट डिजोल्यूशन थ्रू माई इमेजिनेशन और ड्रीम्स so what then dhyan is if dhyan is about the mind actively entering its own pursuit please ramana maharshi is saying dhyan is the mind actively engaged in its own pursuit what is it that the mind wants peace and the mind is saying i'll get peace through that thing on the road there is something on the road the mind wants peace but the mind wants peace through that thing on the road dhyan is to have the mind actively pursue its own thing so what should now the mind do with respect to that thing on the road probe it the mind should say i want peace but somehow i feel that i'll get peace through that thing on the road right and i am deeply committed to that notion as we all are aren't we committed to our notions and prejudices we don't even call them prejudices we call them as truths strange word truths hmm just as somebody is asking here about the various kinds of dhyans just as there can be various kinds of dhyans so probably there can be multifarious truths hmm syncretic truths accommodative truths personal truths that's what the mind believes in i believe that i can get peace through that thing on the road my neighbor believes that he can get peace through that thing in the sky to each his own he has his own truth i have my own truth fine you keep your truth but at least probe it that's dhyan that's dhyan now when must dhyan be practiced somebody is asking ramana maharshi here with eyes open or when the eyes are closed ramana maharshi is saying with eyes open and with eyes closed which means at what particular time all the time look at the question all the time the eyes are open they are open not just casually or randomly or perfunctorily the eyes are open quite purposefully meaningfully the eyes are not just functioning as an instrument the eyes are not merely doing some perfunctory duty the eyes are active chasers of meaning are you getting it you don't just look you look for something don't you a camera just looks we look for something the eyes are active chasers of meaning and when the eyes are closed that sixth sense called the mind is the active chaser of meaning it doesn't merely think 
it thinks to conclude it thinks to conclude and the conclusion is to bring about a change in the state of the thinker a machine too concludes a computer can conclude but no conclusion brings about a change in the internal state of the one concluding look at a computer feed it a problem a tremendous problem it can probably come to a conclusion within 10 minutes 20 minutes if the problem is humongous maybe the computer itself can take two days or two weeks to come to a conclusion but whether it takes two seconds two nanoseconds or two months to conclude no conclusion is going to cause a change in the internal condition of the computer because the computer has no internal condition at all the computer does not have a psyche the computer is just a machine it has no psyche therefore nothing psychological about the computer when we think we don't just think we think so that our psychological condition can improve do you understand this do you understand this that's why when your thinking takes you nowhere you feel disturbed whereas if you run a an unending iterative loop in a computer will the computer feel disturbed will it feel disturbed hmm it may heat up the machine might hang but it will not get disturbed or will it so please understand that whatever man does is never random or casual or purely functional every single step that we take every single breath that we take is deeply imbued with a meaning man is a pursuer of meaning we want something and for the sake of that thing do we live we want something for the sake of that thing do we wake up each morning we want something for the sake of that thing do these eyes keep looking hither and thither we don't just do anything you would be surprised that even the most casual and routine of our daily movements are actually subconsciously quite meaningful we are such active pursuers of something and if we are such active pursuers of something if we are so very deeply committed to that search then isn't it important that we keep probing whether the search is going rightly in the right direction Are you getting it if we are living to get something that one particular thing 
if every action of ours is to get that one particular thing, if entire life is nothing but a dedication to that pursuit, isn't it incumbent on us that we keep probing whether our daily actions are leading us to that thing? That's dhyan. Is that clear? You exist because you want something. You eat because you want something. What is it that you want? Not taste, not nutrition. Something beyond that. Mere taste and nutrition will not do. Surely you do want taste, you do want nutrition. But you want something far above taste and nutrition. Man eats for that. Animals eat only for nutrition maybe. When an animal eats and when a man eats, there is a tremendous difference. Animal eats for the body alone. Man eats for both the body and consciousness. Man wants something through the morsel. When an animal moves, when a man moves, there is a tremendous difference. The movement of just the movement of an animal is just locomotion. The movement of a man is a psychological pursuit. You don't just move. You move because you expect your movement to psychologically take you somewhere. If we are so deeply committed to that something that we want, must we not keep probing whether we are getting that thing through the actions that we are using to get that thing? That's dhyan. Let me caution you in advance that the results of the probe are usually in negative. They must be. In dhyan, you discover that most of what you are doing to get what you want is going waste. That which you want is coming no nearer to you in spite of all your efforts. Once you discover that, it can be highly unsettling. Because now you can no more blindly pursue your daily actions, hoping and assuming that they are bringing you nearer to your goal. Because they are not. Once you have seen that your actions are not really helping you in the real sense, in the deep sense, then how will you go about your daily routine as you currently do? Therefore, dhyan is not everybody's cup of tea. Therefore, dhyan is dangerous. Therefore, people do not want dhyan. Therefore, people arrange for themselves very, very cheap substitutes to dhyan. Those cheap substitutes to dhyan are majorly the techniques of dhyan. If there is one thing that prevents you from leading a meditative life, it is methods of meditation. Those who follow methods of meditation are much more likely to never ever enter true meditation.
बिकॉज नाउ दे हैव अ कूल हैंडी टॉय टू जस्ट साइकोलॉजिकली एंटरटेन दमसेल्स विथ बाय दिस आई नो वे मीन टू इंसिन्यूएट दैट दोज हु डिवाइज दीज मेथड्स वर इल मीनिंग पीपल those methods were devised to introduce you to meditation to give you a glimpse of meditation so that later on so that very soon rather you go beyond the method and start leading a meditative life itself but man is so cunning that that which was devised as a means to enter meditativeness becomes an alternative to meditativeness are you getting it that's the same misconception that ramana maharishi is trying to dispel in this little excerpt dhyan is either your entire life from morning to evening even during sleeping or it is nothing dhyan is not something that you do dhyan is not gymming dhyan is not tennis dhyan is not clubbing dhyan is not shopping dhyan is no internal body building dhyan is no routine or regimen dhyan is not an internal weight loss diet dhyan is no ism dhyan is something very very simple an innocent life a life that does not want to carry guilt a life that wants to live cleanly as we all do i'm not talking of something distinctively special who over here does not want to live a light life who enjoys a burdened life please tell me do you so that's dhyan your innate urge to live lightly cleanly innocently that's dhyan aren't you living continuously then why must dhyan be episodic if you are continuously living why must dhyan be periodic tell me please why do you want to have periods of dhyan so that you can have then safely long periods of non dhyan so that you can safely say that i have had my quota of dhyan for the day now i am free to do as i please why must dhyan ever come to a full stop but that's the thing with methods they give you the liberty to come to a point in time when all methods end you say i am done for the day the next bout of meditativeness will come 24 hours later i call these fits of meditation they occur once a day or once a week or something 
getting it? So something happens to you when you enter dhyan. What to do then? Put dhyan on that which happens to you. Acharyaji, when I am meditative, then strange things happen to me. Probe that strangeness. Meet those things. What else to do? What else is there to be known? Accept that which is within your experiential field. Accept that which is within your sensory domain. What can you probe? Tell me, please. Your entire world is limited to that which is within the field of your senses. And when I say senses, I also mean the imaginative mind, right? That is your entire world, correct? Not merely psychologically, actually scientifically as well. That which is outside the domain of sensory experience does not even exist. That which cannot even be imagined does not exist even in science. So all that can be probed practically is only that which you experience. Probe it. Which means you have to be sharp and careful through life. That's dhyan. How difficult is that? Not at all. How difficult is that? Extremely difficult. Depends on you. Depends on your intention. You really want it, you really love it, you will have it. You don't want it, you will get excuses. Excuses are abundant. You don't even need to have a fresh excuse. There is an entire stack available. Randomly pick something. But Acharyaji, dhyan of the kind that you talk of is so difficult. What will Acharyaji say? Probe the difficulty. <laughs> if difficulty is what you experience in real dhyan, then probe the difficulty. The dangerous thing with probing is that it reveals that the danger is imaginary. Now next time you cannot use this excuse again. You cannot say that you start experiencing difficulties in dhyan. It has been now revealed, exposed that those difficulties are all imaginary. And it's a very deliberately terrifying imagination.
यू आर यूजिंग योर ओन इमेजिनेशन टू टेरिफाई योर सेल्फ सो दैट यू डोंट हैव टू नो द reality of your life which is no fun i cannot give any other argument it's no fun living a scared life choose scared or sacred just little bit of juggling hmm सी ए और ए सी इन अल्फाबेट एंड इन लाइफ फॉलोइंग द ऑर्डर हेल्प्स ए सी इज बेटर सीक्रेड इज बेटर देन स्केर्ड if you face difficulties in living truthfully meditatively then you must know that there is stuff in your life that is very dangerous dangerous not for somebody else for you baba you you're not accountable to anybody else but aren't you answerable to yourself huh you don't have to point to prove to somebody you don't have to earn a character certificate but what fun is it living all shivering and panting as they say like a wet cat seen a cat wet in the winter rains how does it look what do you say about leading an entire life like that cat cold and hungry and scared homeless and lonely pretty exciting why take that option dhyan is nothing exotic nothing even mystical it is something very simple very innocent 
methods are all right but methods are only for those who do not have the innocence to directly practice dhyan all methods are kind of crooked and therefore all methods are only for crooks you understand crooked what is crooked not straight hmm this is crooked this hmm all right you want to use a method use a method but then the method is to introduce you to wholesome meditativeness please come to that as soon as possible do not say that you have been practicing this or that method since two decades it's so offensive to hear it's almost like an expletive on your face Hmm? 